Welcome to the ISO on the Gonzaga Nation Media Network. I'm your host, Dan Dickow. It is a Wednesday, that is Wednesday, July 13th, 2022, meaning one thing, it is Mailbag Wednesday, where each Wednesday I take a look at questions that are sent to me from you, the listeners, if you're on a podcast or possibly a viewer, if you are a subscriber to our YouTube channel, um, and the question may be Gonzaga related, it may be basketball related, uh, it might be shoe related, whatever it may be. You have a question, send it my way, send it our way. Social media for Gonzaga Nation SI is Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube, as well as Facebook. Uh, if you want to send it directly to me, you can email it dickow at scorebooklive.com. Or you can direct message it on Twitter at DanDickow21 or Instagram at DDickow21. So uh, you have a question, send it my way. I'd love to answer it. Um, we appreciate uh, and enjoy having some interaction with uh, our followers. So let's get right to it. First question of today comes from Ben of Atlanta. He asked, what are it, what are Joel Ayayi's chances of making the roster? Well, I think it's pretty good. Um, you know, he got off to a nice start with uh, his first summer league game with Atlanta. Um, you know, he kind of showed the, the complete toolbox, the ability to do a lot of different things. I think the unique thing about Joel, and I've talked about this even going back to his time at Gonzaga, is he does so many different things well that it kind of hides the fact that he does those things so well, because uh, unfortunately in today's game, you're always looking for a specialist, whether it's a specialist from beyond the three-point line, a specialist defensively, a specialist on the glass, um, that sometimes you you lose sight and lose focus on, on guys that can do a little bit of everything and do them very well. Uh, you know, he's not a tremendous athlete but he's a good enough athlete he doesn't have tremendous size but he's got good enough size and it's helped by his length uh, he's a good enough shooter but he's not a knockdown shooter he's a good enough ball handler but he's not a breakdown ball handler you know so I, I think you know because people get focused in on one specific attribute or aspect of a game for certain guys that um, if you're looking for that with Joel you're, you're going to miss it but if you're looking for a complete player, somebody who can do so many different things and kind of impact the box score and impact the final score of a game, I think you've got a chance to have a really good player. And I do think with the roster moves of Atlanta, I think there's a great opportunity. I think Trey Young last couple of years, because the ball's been in his hand so much, he's been asked to create. Uh, I, I think the, the move of bringing DeJounte Murray in allows him to maybe play off the ball a little bit more like a Steph Curry with Golden State, um, which I think will help uh, expand Trey Young's game. I think it'll really help DeJounte Murray. And so I think with, you know, the skill set of Joel Yayi, you know, he's not quite DeJounte Murray, obviously, but he has a lot of those same attributes where maybe he can handle it just a little bit Uh to allow both of either one of Murray or Young to play off the ball while he handles it. Um, he could be a great extra guard wing who, because of the, the attention that Young and Murray will present when they have the ball in their hands and how well Ayayi cuts, 
he can create opportunities. He's a good defender um, with his length. Uh, he's a good rebounder from the guard position. I mean, he's, he, he is one of the best offensive rebounders from the guard position I've seen uh, in, in my memory. Um, so I do think there's a great chance that Yayi makes the Hawks. I would love to see it. It'd be one more Gonzaga Bulldog in the NBA, um, you know, but he's got to perform well in summer league. Hopefully that leads to maybe a regular contract, maybe a two-way contract. Maybe it's just a invite to camp. We'll, we'll find out, but um, that I do like his chances. So Ben, thank you for the question. Uh, next question comes from Tim in Boise. He asks, who's your favorite Gonzaga teammate of all time? I don't have one. I have lots of great memories of so many of my teammates. I mean, you look at my redshirt year, uh, we had a number of great guys, Richie Fromm, who was my roommate. Uh, we, you had Uxel Dench, who was an Australian, Mike Nilsson, who's a tremendous uh, person who's still impacting the Spokane community to these days. Um, then you look at the two years that I played, the guys that were there, Casey Calvary, unbelievable competitor, uh, great teammate, Mark Spink, uh, great competitor, great teammate, Alex Hernandez, um, Anthony Reason, you know, uh, Kyle Bankhead, Blake Stepp, Corey Violet, Roni Turioff, you can't forget him, Mario Kasun from Croatia, who unfortunately could never get in uh, eligible NCAA-wise. You got uh, Zach Gord, um, so many, Jermaine Forbes, who was from London, who I think would have had a great career, um, but there was a log jam at the guard spot with myself and Blake and then Winston Brooks, uh, who is now a, a police officer here in Spokane. So many good guys uh, that brought had so many positive attributes and, and characteristics they brought to the program that I can't just pick one of them because each one of them, uh, they all had their their quirks and ways. They all had their uh, positive things that they brought to the team in, in ways. But that's one of the, the fun things about a team is you get all these unique personalities that come together and you know if, if you sacrifice a little bit uh the ability to have a great experience collectively uh and success collectively um it has it has a chance to grow and i think that's what you always see with gonzaga's programs um you know now you're seeing guys that uh you know are possible and potential and probable future pros that are sacrificing themselves to greater good. Uh, and it's going to pay off dividends for those guys in the long run. So um, great question. Can't really answer that too much in depth, but uh, thank you, Tim, for that question. Last question of the day comes from Pat. He asks, he's a Zag alum, longtime Sonics fan, season ticket holder. He asks, I'm wondering if your thoughts about how Sonics fans might navigate the difficulty of Chet being on the thunder now. He hasn't watched the zombie Sonics in 15 years, but Chet is special. Can't bring myself to root for them to win, but I want to see what the unicorn does. Thoughts? Unbelievable question. Great thought. I've heard that from many people. As soon as the Sonics were stolen from Seattle by Clay Bennett, that ownership group, and how Howard Schultz sold them out from underneath and David Stern allowed that to happen, nobody was ever going to be a Thunder fan again. And I get it. Uh, but this one's different. This one's a little unique. Um, it's been about 15 years. I think the Sonics will get a, the Seattle will get a team in the, again in the very near future. Uh, I think Vegas, Seattle, Nashville, Kansas City, St. Louis are all in line in the very near future. But 
I get it. It's hard to root for the Thunder in Oklahoma City after the Sonics were stolen. But we're talking about 15 years now. We're talking about if you're a Gonzaga fan, you would love to see Chet in a great setting, in a great environment. I think he's got that with the front office, with the coaching staff, with the roster, how it's built and how it's structured to provide uh, a, a kind of a, a ramp for him to build his career. So um, I would encourage you to, to look past that thunder on the jersey and watch the journey that Chet Holmgren is about to take because I think he's going to have a phenomenal NBA career. And don't get too disappointed because I think the NBA is right around the corner in Seattle. So thanks for the question. Appreciate it. Um, send your questions our ways. Thanks. Have a great week.